0: Hey, everybody, this is Sandra Beck and I'm so excited today because I am here with CEO Mark Steffi. You know me, I always like to go to the top and he is with a company called First Command and you guys know I'm a single mom for 16 years. I have two children. I'm soul supporting. I also took in my veteran dad 10 years ago, which kind of makes us have a little merry-go-round financially every month and I really believe that many of you need to have a good financial financial education, because if you fall down on the job, if money falls down on the job, you cannot provide for your kids, you're racked with guilt, you have all these different feelings and emotions around money. And that's why I brought Mark on. And I had an epiphany, Mark, after our last show, that when we were talking about the importance of savings, the importance of having financial literacy, of having, you know, your money work for you, I thought about it. And, you know, when I was first a single mom and I had this crazy overhead that I couldn't pay and I I staved off foreclosure, like, you know, with a sword and a gun, you know, with the wolves at my door and I took every job I had to take because I needed the money, even if it didn't make financial sense. If somebody wanted me to type up documents with an MBA, I stayed up all night typing up legal documents because without any savings, I didn't have power to say no. And that was really an aha moment after our last show. And for those of you who want to look it up, go ahead and look back. Um, You know, a couple months ago, three months ago, we did um, an interview with Mark Steffi. So Please look that up. I'll link it in the show notes below. But when you don't have savings, when you don't have financial certainty, you have to grab, especially as a single mom, every job that comes along, every side hustle, every this, no matter how people treated me. And in those days, Mark, I was treated really poorly, but I sucked it up because I needed that money. And with no savings and no financial plan, I didn't have the power to say no. And the worse I was treated in these crappy jobs and talked down to and yelled at by people who had no business talking to any human being that way, I didn't know any better. I couldn't do any better. But then I became educated in finances, and that's why I brought you on today, because your company does a really good job educating people. So if you're a single mom out there, if you're a married mom, if you're a mom who's been on deployment and coming back, I need you to check out First Command, because education is everything. And even if you have 5 or $10 to start with, it's amazing what it can mean 10 years later. So Mark, welcome to the show.
1: Well, thanks for having me back. It, it's great to be here, and I couldn't agree with you more about everything you just said to open the show. And that education piece is so critical. And in the process that we utilize with our clients, it's one of the things I think I'm one. It's one of the things I'm proudest of, is that it's not just getting people through the process, but it's the education that comes along with that process. So um, our advisors do an excellent job of of not only you know helping people understand what they need to do. But there's a big why component that comes along with it. And it's like anything else. If you're an informed, knowledgeable consumer, you make better decisions. And uh, we've got a long, a long track record of clients. Once they start with us, they tend to stay with us for an extended period of time. And I think it has everything to do with, with not only doing the right thing uh, and getting them in the right products or services for their particular situation, But it has a lot to do with the education along the way because, again, if you know not only the what but the why – it goes a long way.
0: <laughs> right, and just the why of going, you know what, if you have savings, if you have financial plans in place, you have the power to say no to a job that doesn't serve you or your family. You know, if you're spending too much time away from your kids and your kids are struggling and you're struggling, but you're doing it because you're a slave to the paycheck. One of the things that I found in, in talking about financial planning, I always thought it was just for wealthy people. I just thought it was for, you know, celebrities and people who had millions of dollars. It never occurred to me, Mark, that it would work for somebody with a humble income. Like I had two kids and my dad's veteran, you know, his, the money that he gets from his retirement.
1: Yeah, it's, um, I think that's the, that's the connotation, right? When you, when you say financial planning, there's this immediate assumption, well, that's only for rich people or, and if, if it's not for rich people I'm sure it's not available to me at my level. And even if it was, I I doubt that I could afford it. And that's the dynamic. We've really worked hard to change at first command. And, um, it's not just a high financial planning. Isn't just a high end service available to the wealthy. We've taken this high end service and, and made it available to to military families at, at no cost for the planning piece, um, of our process. So just to understand that process a little bit, um, you know, it, would, it typically starts with, with meeting with a financial advisor and really explaining to that advisor what's important to you and your goals and dreams and aspirations. And where are you starting? What's the starting point? Where are you starting from? Right. And what are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish? And then the advisor will take that information, build the financial plan, and then there'll be a second meeting where that financial plan is actually delivered back to the military family. And all that work, all that consultation, there is literally no cost and no obligation to our active duty military families. So once the plan is developed and, and delivered to the family, the family could say, "Boy, you know, we're just not ready to do anything yet," and they could walk away, no cost, no obligation. They could take those recommendations and implement them somewhere else, not, not the, the, the you know the path we'd we'd like to recommend, but it could happen. Or they could say. Hey, this makes sense to us, and we would like to to begin by implementing some or all of the recommendations found in this financial plan and it's at the implementation of those recommendations, that's when the appropriate fees or commissions would be charged.
0: Mark, I'm just going to stop you for a second right here because now is a really good time to thank our sponsor. And our sponsor today is Best Fiends. And it's a super fun game, and I've been playing it for over a year now. They have sponsored Military Mom Talk Radio for over a year, so we want to thank them for that because without sponsors like this, shows like this wouldn't happen. And you know, one of the things, Mark, that I was thinking about as I prepared for today's show was how frustrated I get. You know, I, to, to get to my office, there was traffic today. Then there was long lines. Then I thought, okay, I'm just going to stop in the store really quick and pick up some things. And they were like out of smooth peanut butter. They only had chunky and you know, all this stuff starts adding up. And I was driving with my kids this morning and they were arguing so much that I missed my exit. And those things, I had to overshoot it, turn it around. And Whenever I need to blow off steam, I love playing Best Fiends because it's this top rated mobile puzzle adventure game and it gives me hours of fun, casual gameplay and it never gets old. The music is good. It's got thousands of levels and what I like about it is it helps me unwind. It helps me de-stress. I go into these little magical worlds and... You know, I beat a level and I feel some accomplishment. And sometimes I don't get any accomplishment in my day because there's so many things going on. And just to have the little, you know, phone game go, woo, yay, you did a good job, helps me feel better about my day. It just gives me a brain break. And I've cleared over 300 levels so far. So I've been using this for a while. And with Best Fiends, there's always something new. And today, tomorrow, every day after that, and there's thousands of levels play there's tons of cute characters. I mean these guys are so cute, and you can evolve them and feel some sense of accomplishment and you just never get bored and the puzzles are they're challenging enough that you know you have to make some effort, but they're not so hard that they're frustrating and with best fiends, the fun never ends and don't blame me if you become slightly obsessed. So I want you guys to download best fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play that's Friends Without the R best fiends best fiends free today go to the apple app store or google play friends without the r you'll be glad you did you can also play with your own friends and send them gifts and send them little things with the push of a button they'll know you're thinking of them and no matter where they are you know my friends and family are in the u.s and canada they're all scattered all over i can send them a little gift i can send them a life i can send them you know some things that makes me feel connected even though i'm just playing a little digital game you'd be surprised how fun it is. So download best fiends free today on the Apple app store or Google play. That's friends without the R best fiends. Now, Mark, you were talking a little bit about how this financial service that you guys offer to military families is no charge, you know, to the person until they end up, you know, using or buying some of these services. And that always wasn't the case.
1: We historically years ago, years ago, uh, charged or had the ability to charge active duty members for that financial plan, that recommendation. And we took that away years ago because we saw it as a barrier to entry. It was a reason for a military family to not get started on a path to financial security. And and we we wanted to remove that barrier to entry, wanted to take that away so that people could at least get a free look as to what this stuff is all about, understand it is available to them, and not let cost be a reason not to get started. And I think we might've said this on the last call, you know, no one got in the military to be rich, but it doesn't mean they should have to be poor either. And, and maybe you think, well, geez, what if I only have a $50 a month to put into a plan or maybe a hundred dollars a month to put in a plan? What, What difference could that possibly make? Do it every month for, for years and watch that grow. And you would be surprised how much that really turns into. And as you get further along in your career, you get into a second career in the, you know, after the military, that 100 bucks might become, you know, 150 with a promotion and 200 dollars with the next promotion. And so it grows incrementally in terms of the the contribution you're able to make, but then as as that money, you know, compounds over time, you'd be surprised what a what a little humble start, you know, years ago could accumulate to 10, 20, 30 years later.
0: Absolutely. And you know, one of the things that always frightened me about meeting with a financial planner as they were going to tell me, like, I couldn't spend the way I was spending. And, you know, that was a big thing going, oh, I don't want anybody controlling me. I don't want anybody telling me what to do. Or I'm embarrassed how much I spend on shoes and handbags because I'm a girl. And that's what it do. <laughs> um, but I, I came across this thing, and I'd love to get your thoughts on it, about, you know, like an honest budget. And it was something that I came across with um, on another show. And I started doing some digging for today's show because I wanted to know the difference Difference between what I should be spending and what I'm actually spending. And I heard the term honest budget. And when I looked at my honest budget, which was based on what I really was spending, Mark, my perception of how much I was spending was way off, you know, because as a single mom, I very rarely treat myself to anything. So like over Christmas, I bought a really nice handbag. Well, it was $110. Like I know handbags can go up to thousands of dollars, but for me and my lifestyle and my budget to spend a hundred bucks on a handbag when I didn't really need it seemed excessive so when I sat down and looked at my honest budget meaning pulled out my credit cards pulled out my bank statements and really looked at what I was spending I realized I'm not a frivolous person but I had that perception mostly because my dads and my brothers are like you need another purse you know that <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> But I think working with a financial planner or starting to have some financial literacy, you might be surprised and you might be surprised at how much you could put away with no trouble.
1: People people are always surprised. And I'm going to tell you a little quick story. In, in, a, in a prior life, prior career, one of the things I would do is work with um, financial salespeople on, and, and they would go into offices and present to advisors and try to help them grow and build their businesses. And they would often do advisor seminars or client seminars and and, and amongst other things for their business. And one of the things I would do is we I would just videotape them giving a part of their presentation and we would sit down together and watch that videotape. Normally, I didn't have to say anything. The person would watch the video and say, oh, my gosh, I I tend to do, do really well on this. But holy cow, I didn't know that I was doing this really poorly. Right. And it just becomes obvious because you can see it in front of you. And, and I didn't have to tell that person, go fix this. They would look at me and say, I need to go fix this. Right. And it became very clear. I think sitting down with a financial, excuse me, professional and going through your budget is kind of like that videotape I was talking about. Once you've put it in writing, and once you've laid it out in front of you, I, as a financial advisor, don't have to look at you and say, "Do you think five hundred dollars on Starbucks every month is a good idea?" Or you know, they're going to you're going to see this. And so, holy cow! I I don't spend as much as I thought on these things, but I'm spending way more than I thought on these things, and more than I need to on these things. Um, and it doesn't mean, again, I as the advisor have to tell you stop spending it. Just going through that process and having. An expert there with you to help you, you know, ask questions, get things laid out. And then you look at it and, and some of this starts to become really obvious. And then you find, well, I didn't think I had any money that I could save. Right. Well, then you find 50, 75, a hundred dollars. Like, boy, I, I never knew that I had this money available if I just changed my spending habits a little bit. And then, as I said before, that hundred dollars over time, every month can become a significant amount of money.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, for ladies out there, I'm going to make an analogy to this. It's like weight loss. You know, when I started my cancer treatments um, 14 months ago, the first thing they had me do was sit down with a nutritionist. And I'm like, I don't eat that much sugar. Like, I don't, I don't eat that many, you know, sugar grams a day. And when I found that my creamer that I put in my coffee in the morning was 130 150 calories well that's a whole workout and she said why don't you just switch you know from this heavy creamer to this light creamer or coconut creamer all of a sudden I gained another 130 calories that I wasn't consuming a day and it was because I went to an expert and had an expert look at things and you know maybe your expert says you know you can still get your Starbucks coffee every day but maybe when you bring it to your office add your own creamer or add your own hazelnut and you can still have the same everything but you don't have to spend five or six dollars or for me 160 calories to get something that's still satisfying my life is still good you can make these little micro changes and and do it with money you can do it with time you can do it with calories you know or protein grams or sugar grams whatever your thing is but the philosophy is the same
1: I agree with you. I would tell you through uh, this coaching that we were doing in the past. Oftentimes, it's not. It, it's not a massive change that's required to make a big difference. Often, it's a it's an incremental change here, an incremental change there, a little one over here, and those two or three little tweaks add up to make a big difference. And I think maybe to your point, Sandra, that's one of the fears is that people coming in saying. I'm not going to understand this. It's going to require all this massive change in my life. I don't yep. really have the time. And then you come in and you lay it all out and you say, "I can do this," right? right? And and that becomes empowering. And I think as you think through COVID and all that we've been through these last, you know, 11 months or so and 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 feeling almost we we reacting to everything, right? And and the world is dictating where we can go and where we can and what we can and can't do and it's very reactive, and most of us don't like being, being in a reactive mode. We'd, we'd much, we would much prefer to be in a proactive mode where we feel like we've got some empowerment and maybe maybe a little bit of control over our lives, and that's one of the things I love about this financial planning process and the client engagement process at First Command. It empowers our clients to, to take control of their finances, to, to really get themselves working with a financial coach on a path to financial security and make the decisions that will help keep them on a path of financial security. And then as, as we talked about earlier, the fact that you now are learning along the way. So you not only have empowered yourself from your finances, you've empowered yourself to make better financial decisions along the way. And, and we've all got enough stuff to worry about. And if this can help take that worry or that emotion down a notch, or maybe even yeah. remove it altogether altogether. There, there's huge value in that as well. We've all got a million things we're dealing with every day. This would be one less thing you have to worry about. And like I said, there's, I think there's huge value in that as well.
0: Absolutely. And one of the things that really struck me after last show, and I hear it again in this show, is that when I thought about meeting with the financial planner, I was like, "Oh, he's going to tell me I spend too much. Oh, you know, I'm not going to be able to do the things I want. Oh, He's going to figure out like my dirty little financial secrets. And, you know, and then, of course, now I get myself whipped into a snit and I don't want to go. But the difference is when you meet with a financial planner, first of all, it's very gentle, it's very kind, and it's, it's more about an exploration. And when you talked about, um, you know, kind of an awareness, and it was more for me like a mindfulness Like when I realized, when I looked at these papers together with the financial planner and he said, oh, you know, you're not spending as much as you think on this. I'm like, oh, oh, good for me, gold star. But then he's (laughs) like, you know, you're spending a lot on this and you might want to just think about that. He didn't tell me what to do. Like, you're not telling us what to do. You're just letting us know because some of my mindfulness was to be aware of how much you know, fast food I was spending. And what I noticed with all that, Mark, it was always the same thing. It was after kids' soccer, kids' baseball, kids' basketball, you know, they're ravenous. And then they're in a bad mood because they're tired. You know, they just played two or three hours of sports. We've been in the car. So the whining led me to drive through a drive-through and buy this food that isn't good for them, that I money I didn't want to spend, but I felt pressured into it. So I had a little aha just from the financial planner meeting going, you know what? I am going to pack a bag and I'm going to put bananas, fruits, sandwiches, things like that. I'm going to be proactive, throw it in the back of my van. It's a van. We could put, you know, a large family of 10 in the back of my van. And, you know, I definitely have the room for it. And I definitely had old lunch boxes. And, you know, the kids complained a little bit in the beginning, but you know what, when kids are hungry, they will eat anything in front of them, especially teenage boys. So That's I would true. just throw a pack at them and I was spending two or three dollars rather than And $23 because my six foot five, 15 year old, you know, he can down $30 worth of fast food and then be hungry an hour later. So it was the mindfulness that I gained from the session of going, okay, what, what do I want to change? What could I change? What makes sense for me?
1: Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more. And, and speaking from a family that has four teenage boys in it now and one teenage daughter, um, I I get that example. <laughs> it's your I whole know, paycheck it's paid, right there. Oh my gosh, but the um, I think what you're hitting on here is too often we get into a routine and we think about things a certain way, and what we lose sight of is is the fact that there are options available to you. Right. And you don't, and but you don't know what those options are until you get real mindful and thoughtful about them. And I think a lot of times when you're living on a, on a military income, you, you think I don't have options. I'm just kind right. of going to react to this, or this is as, as good as it's going to get. And then you sit down with somebody that opens your eyes to a different way and different options. And suddenly you're like, wait a minute, I, I do have more control over this. I do. You know, I, I can get this feeling of empowerment, and I think particularly important or something that might also resonate with your audience is that 80 percent of our advisors are former military or military spouses. So they've been there. They know right. the challenges of a military lifestyle. They know about PCSs and in what happens to to the spouse during a PCS and, and, and careers and the challenges there and child care and and not knowing anybody in a new location. And then the service members off on deployment and, and, and then I've got all these benefits and I can't figure out, you know, what they are or how to take advantage of them. So our company and our advisors know that intimately because many of them have have lived it themselves. And here's what else I think will really be important when you think, you know as a as a potential client i i don't know this stuff and i'm not a financial expert well guess what neither were 80% or more of our financial advisors they were former military or military spouses who i would i would venture to guess that 95% of them never thought they would be a financial advisor right. they were getting to the end of their career either through retirement or separation and thought how can i stay connected to the military how can i continue to pay it forward how can i continue to work with this group of people that i that i love dearly and want to want to provide some valuable service for and they found first command and so they weren't financial experts but we taught them everything they needed to know about being a successful advisor all we asked them to come in with was a heart you know a good work ethic and a passion for serving the military and we'll teach them everything else so if our advisors can get to the point of being financial experts we can certainly help our clients come up that curve as well because Most of our advisors started in the same knowledge place that our clients started out, and that was not being an expert and being very unfamiliar with finances.
0: Well, right. And that's normal. You know, like I look at my dad, you know, he was born from a German family and, you know, they had no money when they came here. So he joined the military to get his military education. It wasn't like, you know, we had generations of wealth, you know, to educate us as kids. You know, we were hand-me-downs and running around like, you know, every other kid in the country whose family joins the military. And It's a normal situation, but it shouldn't be, you know, that's why we're doing these, these radio shows and, you know, promoting companies like First Command, because it's not enough just to say, oh, save money, like, duh, everybody knows to save money, you know, and when people would say that to me, Mark, they'd be like, oh, you know, you need an emergency fund. And I'm like, really? As a single mom, I never thought of that. Like, if the water heater breaks or, you know, my kid breaks his arm, you know, I, when my kids were little, I wouldn't let them play certain sports because I could not afford the $5,000 deductible for my family. So, you know, you make these decisions and people go, oh, yeah, you know, just do this, just do that. And you're like, yeah. But, When somebody sits down and goes, okay, here's what you can do. Like, because I think when you don't have money or you're not comfortable with money or money is even a tough conversation to have, you immediately put up the blocks, you put up the defenses, you put up the, well, I'm, nobody's going to tell me what to do. I don't have any money anyway. And what does it matter? You know, I only have one income, you know, all this defeating thinking. And then you talk to your peer group, which to me was all military families. Like, yeah, we don't have any money either. And we accepted right. that as a status quo but that's not right. You know, we can as a group together, we can do better. We can grow. We can have some of these things that financially sophisticated families have.
1: That's right. We we often say at first command that uh, as a military family, you might not be able to get everything you want, but you can probably get anything you want. And there's an, al- an analogy I've been using for years. Um, at first command and it, it, we just, we just now call it throw strikes and everybody kind of gets it. But the analogy is this, my my oldest son, who's 19, uh, almost 19. Now when he was playing little league was a pitcher and he was, he was biased because he's my son, but he was, he was a pretty good pitcher. And inevitably at some point during a game, because he was young, especially there'd be a point where he couldn't throw a strike. He couldn't find, you know, the strike zone if his life depended on it. And inevitably, and for any parent whose kid plays Little League, you'll know what I'm talking about. Inevitably, there would be a dad or a mom somewhere in the stands that would yell, hey, Jack, throw strikes. And I told him (laughs) at one point, Jack, I will give you $100 if the first time you hear that you tuck your glove under your arm, look up into the stands and say, no kidding, right? (laughs) Jack's not not throwing strikes because he doesn't get the object of the game or doesn't want to strike this kid out. Something's wrong with his mechanics. He's not not throwing the ball the right way. And instead of the coach sitting just outside the dugout on a bucket of balls saying, hey, Jack, throw strikes, call timeout, get off your rear, walk out to the mound, and adjust my kid's mechanics and show him how to start throwing strikes again. Don't just tell him to throw strikes. He knows what he's supposed to do. If he knew how to fix it, he'd have already fixed it. But he needs a coach to sit down with him it changes stance, changes throwing motion, whatever it is, slightly. Right? We talked about this earlier. Don't make him a left-handed pitcher on the mound while he's a right-handed pitcher. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a little tweak to his throwing form to get him back to throwing strikes. And so, telling somebody to get a savings account or emergency fund account doesn't fix the problem. Show me how I can get that, and I'll do it. But I, if I knew how to do it on my own, I would have done it already.
0: That's right. <clears throat> That's right. And, you know, and I think a lot of times, you know, like I, I saw that you're that, you you know, you have this thing called a TSP. And when I saw it first on on the paper, I'm like, oh, that sounds awful. Like, (laughs) and then it says got the word thrift in it. And I'm like, am I thrifty? I don't know if I'm thrifty. And, you know, nobody likes to feel dumb. You know, I don't like to feel dumb, Mark, you don't like to feel dumb, but there is a little bit of that going into something like this, that you just have to kind of get over yourself and go, okay, you know, if I was moving to Germany, I'm going to PCS to Germany. I wouldn't feel dumb trying to learn the language. Well, maybe I would, but, you know, like you would just do these things because you knew you needed to do them. So I want to let everybody know that when you meet with your first financial advisor, you might have some of these feelings. You're going to feel dumb. You're not going to know what the words mean. And, you know, they're like, you know, 5% of the millim- (laughs) And that's kind of all I hear, like a Snoopy cartoon. Yep. And, you know, you were talking about this with your pitching analogy, because maybe what your son didn't need was some micro adjustments in his pitching, but maybe he just needed his coach to calm him down. Right. You know, get your head back in the game. So take some breaths with me. And, you know, this is going to be fine. Change is scary. It always is. But you just navigate it and keep going. That same coaching advice that I would have given for your son, you know, depending on, you know, obviously what he was like throwing wild pitches or, you know, whatever okay. he's doing. Um, But when you go to meet with your financial advisor, just accept that you're going to be nervous, just accept that you're going to be uncomfortable, this is status quo, but it's not going to last forever, you just push through it and march on in. And what I love what I'm hearing is, there's no cost, so there's no risk go call up first command, meet with some people. I don't get paid for telling you to go to first command. I, I think everybody should, because I think everybody should be educated. And you know what, if your spouse doesn't want to go with you, go yourself. (laughs) Like, hello, you know, you're, you know, nobody's going to get divorced over meeting with a financial planner that costs no money, that there's no obligation to buy or do anything. This is just education. So, you know, I wanted people to emotionally get the 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 drill mark because it's emotions that keep us from doing it
1: that's right that is exactly right and and it's you know some people don't like change and I get that but with anything new anything new at all you try whether you want to start learning how to cook and you've never been a good cook if you want to learn how to ski and you've never been a skier this is no different you're going to start from a, a place of little to no knowledge little to no skill but if you if you really want to learn to cook, you really want to learn to ski, you really want to take control of your finances, you got to start somewhere. And the sooner you get started, the better it is. I mean, it's that old analogy, you know, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. Second best time is right now, right? right? Because you can't fix the past, but you can have a lot of influence and control over the future. So just know that you're going to come in, but you're going to come up the curve and you may not know a lot, but you're going to come up that curve quickly. As I said before. That's where most of our advisors started. They weren't financial experts, and they learned it over time and through training. And and that's the kind of knowledge we want to pass on to our clients. So as we said before, they don't know just what we want them to do or what they need to do to get to a better place financially. They understand why they're doing it as well, and that's a powerful combination
0: right and and they're not flying down the hill blind like we're not strapping on a pair of skis and going good luck see at the bottom (laughs) exactly you're being held handheld every step of the way and you know i know that your advisors are not going to push people any faster than they're comfortable with everybody will get there at their own rate so you go meet and you bring this stuff home and you chew on it and you think about it you know this isn't a pressure game this is that's correct this is people helping people and so let's talk about you know these ts contributions, what does that really mean? So
1: the, the thrift savings plan, let, let me try to equate it to something that people might be more familiar with. And I think back to especially my parents and their generation, um, you know, most companies started out with the pension plan, right? You would go somewhere, you would work most of your life there, you would retire from there, and then you would collect a, a pension of a certain amount of month for, for the rest of your life, for the rest of your years in your spouse's life. And then that became a very costly proposition, right? And you look at a lot of companies now like General Motors and you hear a lot about how big that pension plan liability is. And we often call it, you know, General Motors is a a pension plan with a car company attached to it as opposed to the other way around. So that became a very expensive proposition for companies to continue to offer these generous pension plans. So what did they do? They created 401k plans and then it became the responsibility of the employee to save enough money for their for their retirement. So what they did is they transferred the cost to the employee and they transferred the risk to the employee. Because mm. if I'm providing a pension plan, I have to fund it and I take on the risk of that pension plan. Through a, a 401k that most of us are familiar with in the private sector, they transferred the cost and the risk to the, to the employees. And now you have to put enough away to save for your retirement. Now, most companies provide a certain amount of matching dollars, so if you contribute a certain amount, they'll contribute as well, so you can get money from the company, but really, it's up to you to 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 save for you and think about your own retirement. Now, let's translate that concept into the military. What did the military have forever? The military had the pension plan. Now, if you if you worked the whole 20 years in the military or more and retired, you got the pension plan. If you left before 20 years, you got nothing, right? Well, now with the thrift savings plan, what you have is the ability to put money away like a 401k. So why did the government reduce the pension plan and increase its focus on the thrift savings plan? The same reason companies did it. They can remove the expense and transfer it over to the service member. They can move the risk, some of that risk over to the service member. So they didn't eliminate the pension plan. They reduced it by 20% and then made the thrift savings plan, which had been around for years, but they made the thrift savings plan more attractive. And one of the ways they made the thrift savings plan more attractive is that for military members, they used to not have a matching contribution and they do now. So as a service member, if you put at least 5% of your pay into the thrift savings plan, the government will match that with an additional 5%. So one of the things we talked to, all of our military families about is make sure you do everything you can to maximize your contributions to the thrift savings plan to put in at least 5%. If you put in less than 5%, they're not going to give you a full 5%. They're going to match, they're going to match your contribution up to 5%. So if you put in three, they'll put in three, you put in five, they'll put in five, you put in six, they still put in five. But if you don't maximize the 5%, You're literally leaving free money on the table. The government is saying, I will give you 5% more if you put your 5% in. And if you don't put the full five in, you're leaving literally free money on the table. And that's one of the first things we always coach our clients to do is do everything you can to get that full 5% in there so you get every bit of the government contribution that they're willing to give you.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, you guys, First Command has offices located near most of the major military installations. Their advisors are available to meet safely in person or remotely, so you can do this online. And the best way to get started is to go to their website, www.firstcommand.com, and they will connect you with a local advisor so you can get started so i'd like to thank you mark for being my guest today it went super fast it was super fun i learned a lot and you guys go ahead and check out firstcommand.com
1: thanks for having me sandra it was my pleasure